time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. In the last few weeks, we talked about how easy it is to miss God right in the environment of where God is. We've been talking about worship, the fact that worship is our ideal environment. You function better. You're a better version of you. You are exactly who God calls you to be only whenever you are continuously exposed to God in his presence. Amen? So tonight, Hebrews chapter 13, and I want to read a few verses of scripture to you. Hebrews 13, verses 10 through 15. Hebrews 13, and I want to start at verse 10. It says, we have an altar from which the priest in the tabernacle have no right to eat. Under the old system, everybody say the old system. The The high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin. And the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace he bore. For the world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, verse 15, let us offer through Jesus, everybody say, through Jesus, a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. I want to read that last verse in a different translation. It's a New King James translation. It says, therefore, by him, let us continually offer up the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. This week, we are in week four of more than a song, more than a song. If you want, it's the title, kind of the main theme I want to talk about for a few minutes tonight. Just perpetual praise, perpetual praise. Praise. In the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews, we're given basically instructions on how to live. As the writer of Hebrews has started off, he's taking them through the blood covenant in the Old Testament way because he's speaking specifically to former Jews or Jewish believing Christians who were contemplating going back to the old way, the old system of worship and, and, and sacrifices before God. And so he comes to this final chapter in the book of Hebrews and he says, here are three main things that I need for you to focus on. I need you to know how to treat one another. I need you not to get mad at people and angry. I I need you not to love money. I need you to learn how to submit to authority. And then finally, in chapter 13, he comes to this particular place in verses 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And he says, I need you to understand something. As the people of God, as Christ's followers, we are to continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. And he draws them. He takes this picture from the Old Testament where the priests used to go. And and the Old Testament way of doing things, there was always a process. And there still is a process today. So in the Old Testament, they would come to the temple. They would come to the Holy of Holies. They would come to the holy, Holy Place. There was the inner court and there was the outer court. And only certain people can go all the way into the Holy of Holies. But there was a progress. There was a procession of praise. And so he takes that picture and he says, 
says, you know what? In the same way that the priest used to bring sacrifices and it was a big deal to be able to offer up sacrifices to God. Not just anybody could offer up the sacrifice. You had to be a priest. You had to be the who's who in Israel to be able to offer up a sacrifice to praise. And so the writer of Hebrews says, I need you to understand this. This is no light thing. This is no kind of uh, everybody got to do this and this is no big deal. No, 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 no. He needs them to know that what only a few people could do in the Old Testament, God, your God is requiring that you would do this in the New Testament because of the way that Jesus has made. We can all offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so he says, I need you to know if you're going to praise God, if you're really going to do this thing, if you're going to be a Christ follower, not just a Christian with the, with the title on your head, if you're really going to follow Christ, you need to know that we are called, dare I say, even commanded. More, moreover, I would even say required to live a life where we are continuously making sacrifices of praise to God. Not out of a legalistic system, but because it just naturally flows from our hearts because we have encountered the living God. Come on, somebody. And so he says, so this is what I want. This is what I need you to understand. We are to continually offer up sacrifices of praise to God. So uh, zero, I want us to zero in. And what he says specifically about praise in verse 15, our praise should be, and I just wrote this on the screen. Number one, it should be two things at least. Our praise should be one, constant. Everybody say constant. Constant. And number two, sacrificial constant and sacrificial, but we got to know what praise is. Your Bible over 250 times commands for you to praise God over 250 times from Genesis to revelation. There is some kind of command, not suggestion, not, Oh, this would be a good deal, a good idea. No, if you're just for the super spiritual, no, 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 no. If you are a follower of God, if you are a lover in the old Testament, if you are a follower of Yahweh in the new Testament, if you're a follower of Christ, Two, over 250 times it says to praise God. So we've got to know what it means to praise God. We're commanded to praise God. It's a big deal, so we got to know what it means. So praise means to say or write good things about someone or something. It means to write, say or write good things about something or someone. It also means to express approval, including to commend. Commending, expressing approval, and bestowing honor. That's how our dictionary defines praise. It's pretty right on. Commending, expressing approval, and bestowing honor. So the, the thing is, what I want to talk about is commending literally means to entrust for care or preservation. So whenever you understand this, because praise isn't just kind of jumping around or just doing, yeah, that's one L. But I want you to go a little bit deeper in your praise or to add some diversity on how you praise God, because we want to do it all. Amen. And so whenever we're talking about praise in the sense of commending God, David commends God multiple times in the Psalm, Psalm seven and one. Oh, Lord, my God, in you do I put my trust. That's commending God. I'm trusting you and you only. You're the only one who's going to take care of me. You're the only God who has enough power to care for me all the days of my life. So I'm commending God. I'm praising God by telling him, you, God, you've got all my faith and trust. Another example of commending God, Psalm 9 and 10. Those who know your name will trust you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalm 20 and 7. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. 
Whenever you make a statement like that, it is a declaration. I praise God and God only. Specifically, by commending God. He's the only one that can help me. You guys understand this? So when we begin to praise God in this way, what we're saying is, Lord, I believe you are who you say you are. So I will offer up a sacrifice of praise. I believe everything you have promised to do for me in your word, you will do. So that's commending God. Second way of praising God that I want to cover tonight is expressing approval. You see, whenever you approve of someone, it means you have an express, you have expressed a favorable opinion of them. Okay? It has to do with the way they make you feel. Whenever you have, whenever you say, oh, I, I approve of someone or what they're doing or who they are, basically you're saying, I, I appreciate the way that they make me feel. So Psalm 10, 14, you're the helper of the fatherless. Psalm 63, 1 and 2, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for, you, search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary. I have gazed upon your power and your glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. David was expressing his approval of God. So as you can see, this type of praise involves evaluating who God has been in your life. So you look over your life whenever you praise God in this way. Okay, everybody see the difference? Commending. God, I thank you that you're always going to be there for me, that you're the one I can always trust. But whenever you express approval of God, you think back, you take a moment and you stop and you think and you say, God. I remember whenever I was at the lowest place in my life and nobody else could help me and nobody else knew exactly what to say to me. You came in a cool way. You spoke truth over me. Kind of like some of the testimonies we've been hearing from Coram Deo. That's expressing the approval of God. So we stop. We're not just jumping around. We're just, no, no, no. We're stopping and we're saying, God, I approve of who you are. I'm so thankful for what you have done over and over and over and over and over again in Brandon J. Cormier's life. Nobody can praise God for you. But it was Jesus who says, you know what? If you don't praise, the rocks will cry out and declare my praises because all of creation knows how good I am. So why don't you catch up and see how good I am? The good thing about God is he is well deserving of our praise. Amen. So again, expressing approval is you think back and you say, God, I'm so grateful for who you who you've done. This is, again, a praise that says, God, I remember what you've done for me. And finally, the third way most of us are familiar with, the third way, so commending, expressing approval, and then lastly, glorifying or bestowing honor or admiration. 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one. as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. God is perfect. His word is flawless. Psalm 19, 7. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Matthew 5, 48, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. It's just declaring, you know what, Jesus? You are perfect in all of your ways. Not because of what you've done for me, but just because of who you are, I give you praise. Does that make sense to you? So see, see praise is God's prescription for changing your environment. 
See, I just, I'm just trying to give you a secret as to how to live a victorious life in Christ because I cannot stop negative reports from coming. I cannot stop people from backstabbing you, people from lying on you. I can't stop the moment whenever you're going to do bad on a test. Yes, you will. Nobody's perfect. I can't stop the moment whenever all hell is breaking you loose in your home. I know you think your parents are perfect and your sisters and your brothers, but something's going to happen at one point or another whenever all hell is going to break loose in your life. It's just part of serving Jesus. I cannot stop the those times, but I can give you a prescription that God's word has given us and how to get through. And the answer, the prescription is praise. See, whenever you begin to praise God, you literally change the environment of where you are. So some of us need this. So because some of you, there's so much hell filled in the hallways of your school or on your athletic team. And you just don't know what to do. And you're at your wits end. And I'm just telling you, if you would just stop and in one of these three ways, just begin to offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, like a priest going in a temple and just saying, you know what, Lord, all hell is breaking loose around me. And people are crazy. And, not, and, and my life is, is wild. But you know what? I don't praise you according to how I feel. I praise you according to who you are. And when you begin declaring, when you begin declaring, God, you have always showed up for me. There's something that rises in your heart. It's called faith, where you actually begin to believe what scripture says about God and about you. Does this make sense? So praise isn't a personality type. Praise isn't a, isn't, a, isn't a gift that some have and some don't. Well, I'll take a little worship, but I ain't going to take no prayer. No, 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 no. We, 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 we do it all. It's the fruit of your lips. So if you have the ability to open up your mouth, the Bible says, let everything that has praise, praise ye the Lord. You see what I'm saying? Psalm 100, praise him on the heart, praise him on the instruments, praise him on the symbols and the loud sound. Let everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. From the front to the back, from side to side, why don't you stand on your feet and just give God a praise right now. Verbally, out loud, come on. This is who we are. Yeah, you're getting it. Yeah. Okay. You can take your seats. That was cute. If you're like in third grade or something, so I'll give you another opportunity later on because you have to understand there were literally moments where the entire nation of Israel was called to praise God and nobody was in the back lagging behind saying, well, I don't feel like, but I don't think, well, if they did that many times, they were destroyed by their enemies. It was some key crucial moments where the Lord said, you know what? This battle, you don't even have to fight. If you'll just stand still, you'll see my salvation. If you'll be faithful just to praise me, you understand this? Verbally out loud. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's going to close here. It's very simple. This private praise prepares you for public praise and worship. So some of you are so confused and you're so lost. Whenever you come here on Wednesday night, you don't know what to do because there's no private praise. There's no praise at your house, in your bedroom, in the middle of classes at school, at, before you go to bed at night, whenever you wake up in the morning. Private praise leads to public praise and worship. Private praise also prepares or leads to public victory. Public victory is reserved for those who will praise God in the private places of your life. When nobody else is around, you just offer praise. Whenever you're driving in your car, you're going to say, God, I'm so grateful for who you are. I am so thankful. I don't even know what I'm praising you for right now. I just know that you're well deserving of my praise. So I'll just shout unto you. I don't care what the person next to me parked at the traffic light. I don't care what they think about me. You know what? Because you alone are worthy. Do you know how many times I've looked like a complete fool at traffic lights? 
Because I just had a praise in my heart because God is worthy. Private praise leads to public victory. Praise should be as natural as breathing. You inhale, God, you are so good. And here are the reasons why. Lord, you are holy, perfect, just in all of your ways and truly faithful. Lord, nobody has done for me what you have done for me. Lord, I know that you're always going to take care of me. Lord, I don't even feel like praising right now, but I know that you're worthy. Lord, I don't even know what to praise you for, but I heard Pastor Brandon talk about praise so much last night, and there's just something that was ignited in my heart, so I'll just give you praise anyways. It should be as natural as breathing. You guys getting this tonight? So worship team prepares to come. Praise places God in his rightful place in our lives. See, praise doesn't come natural, okay? Again, I need you guys to get this. Back in the Garden of Eden, worship and praise came very naturally. It came very easily, should I say. Ever since the fall, from the moment whenever the girl ate the dang fruit to the moment where Adam followed behind her, we have had to fight to get back into God's presence. Before that, it really was, I mean, just breathing. You see what I'm saying? It was as easy. So it should be as natural as breathing, but it won't be as easy as breathing, you guys. It's not rocket science, but you've got to make a decision in your heart. You see, because you've got to come to a place where praise, you understand praise is a conscious choice. It's an act of my will. I will lift my hands whether or not I feel it because it is not based on my feelings. And if some of you could just get that one point alone, you wouldn't come in here all depressed and all jacked up because of what happened to you at home. You because you'll realize, man, the very thing that the enemy is not wanting me to do is the very thing that I need because I understand that praise is my key. It's my access to the presence of God. You don't get his presence without praise in your heart. Do you guys understand that? You'll never get into his presence the way that your heart desires without bringing a sacrifice of praise through Jesus Christ. And the only reason why you're able to even come before God is because of what Jesus did in your life. Because of who we are. Because of who he is. I know who I am. And because of that revelation, I'll praise him all my days. Do you guys get this tonight? It's a willing sacrifice. See, we struggle with praise because we love receiving it and we hate giving it. We struggle with praise because we love receiving it. But we hate giving it away. It's our natural fleshly tendency. But we choose to overcome that because he alone is worthy. So yes, we will dance till the dust comes off the floor. And yes, we will offer it till our lungs give up. Why? Because God, because you are worthy. Because you are worthy, I praise you. So the bottom line is, you guys, it's hard to praise him if you don't know him. Dang near impossible to him. So tonight, as we just wrap up, we'll have one more week and you do not want to miss next Wednesday night as we conclude this worship series. We're going to go, we're just going to go for it. We're just going to go for the presence of God like never before. Next Wednesday night, be here, be on time, be early, bring people the presence of God. We're going to linger in this presence even next week and just follow and seek hard after God. 
But tonight, I wanted to give you an opportunity, even just to make a fresh commitment, or even privately, even here tonight, to, to begin to, whether you're commending or expressing approval or, 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 just, or just glorifying Him, to give you moments. But here's the deal. The, uh, this is not the night where you want to be, yeah, I'm going to praise God. That ain't praise. You show me in the Bible where it says just stand there and look goofy. Many times it involves shouting, rejoicing, singing, dancing before God. We want to give you an opportunity to offer up a sacrifice to pray. And you know what's interesting about a sacrifice is that it has nothing to do with what makes you comfortable or what makes you happy. See, a sacrifice says the person or the thing that I am sacrificing to, wait, what matters much, much more than me, my pride, my ego, or my reputation. I'm just looking for some praises tonight. If I can find two or three, we can change the city because we'll know how to access the presence of God. Does that make sense to you guys tonight? So I'm going to pray tonight and worship team is going to lead us in just some celebratory praise before God. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to remember even last week but I want you to move out from where you are. Again, this isn't sit down, put your hands under your seat. You can do that another time, okay? So tonight, rejoicing before God. And I'm not just talking about emotional hype. I'm talking about a decision in your will because a revelation has struck your heart that says, he is worthy and I am not. Does that make sense to you? So let's stand to our feet. I'm gonna just kind of close this out in prayer here tonight. And we'll be dismissed in about three or four minutes, okay? So this is not a dismissal. This isn't time to go run and play in the lobby. This is a time for you to offer up a sacrifice of praise to your God. Because for some of you, it's just been way too long. So I want you to move out from your seats, whether you're on the sides or the back or all the way at the front. If, if many of us could come to the front. But let's just, let's just do like what Israel would do in the Old Testament. Where it says, just praise ye the Lord. So let's all lift up our hands to Jesus, Lord. We praise you tonight, and we are so excited about offering up to you a sacrifice of praise. You alone are worthy, Jesus. So we're going to give you everything tonight because you are our King, and you are our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.